Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast Off-Season Edition. I'm Scott and I'm joined by Matthew like I am every other week. How you going, Matthew? <laughs> good, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, good. Hope you're keeping safe away from the bushfires. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty safe where I am. Uh, obviously, thoughts and prayers go out to all those people that are affected. Uh, and hopefully, the... Uh, the amount of life loss has hit its capacity, and no more of that happens. Well said, well said. And hopefully the damage is not as bad as a thought. Just look after yourself, everyone who's affected by it, and uh, pass on my well wishes, my uh, my best thoughts with, with you guys. But we will roll on to the show, and uh, what's happening at Belmore? A big one to start off the show to hit Belmore. Kieran Foran could miss the entire entire 2020 season. Yeah, nine to twelve months diagnosis for his recovery time. Uh, he's going to go under the knife again after surgery found another issue uh, while he was under the knife this time. So it's not a um, not not great for Kieran Foran, um, but we should be able to get clearance on our salary cap exception next season. So you possibly that could Kieran Foran could have possibly played his last game of the Bulldogs with him coming off contract in the next season. Yeah. Possibly play his last game in a sad way for that to happen and not even know it. It's... I have a feeling I have a feeling he'll be back at the end of next season. That's my gut feeling. He'll be back on the field he, towards the end of next season. But will he be in top grade? Well it's so a big comeback. I'm just saying I know he's great. That, um, also with the, the the some sort of salary cap compensation. Thanks. Yeah, so if, well, if, a player gets, if a player gets injured during a representative fixture and then goes on to miss 12 matches of the upcoming season, uh, club, a club can apply to the NRL for an exemption of $350,000. So, does that mean we can have an additional 31 players for that year? I believe so. Could you see the Bulldogs actually signing another half, or could you see the Bulldogs maybe using that to sign an outside back or something like that? I think uh, where the club is currently at with the roster, I think I'll just hold on to it and see what um, what might happen between now and then. Because I could hold almost... on to it in case someone comes off uh, comes off oh, not off contract, but someone all of a sudden falls out with the club that they're currently at and. Uh, Looking to change, uh, which which happens fairly regularly. So I think the dogs will probably just hold on to that money and uh, look for that. Because I could almost, I could see personally, I could almost see like a young forward coming of impact. Like, I don't know, someone in re- reserves, like maybe Crackdale. Like we've got some half steps there that I almost could see us going else, like a different position. Yeah, but yeah. Our prop, prop forward would be nice. We've got a lot, quite a few halves. Uh, We've got a few prop forwards, but a nice impact one. Yeah, yeah. All right, what else is happening at Belmore? Remus Smith has re-signed with the Bulldogs, so that's another another signing for the Bulldogs. That's an exciting He'll, signing, that one, isn't it? He's a try-scoring freak. Absolutely freak. He's going to be exciting. He's such a good, such a talent. Um, definitely across the Belmore, across from Belmore. Yeah, absolutely. He's a he's got a bit of an X factor about him, old Smith. 
Old Smith, the young man. I, I think I said, and you call him Old Smith. <laughs> he's been at that club for a couple of years now, so he's he's Old Smith. Old Smith. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. Oh, I was saying that someone's getting getting older. Dylan turned twenty-seven during the week. So happy birthday to Dylan. Dylan Napa, big puppy. <laughs> turned twenty-seven. Yeah. Happy birthday, Dylan. Hope you had a good one. I'm sure he would have could have had some sort of wild night. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> anyway, we'll keep rolling on. We'll keep rolling. Uh, the What's happening at Belmore segment seems it's like a very big one in the off-season. Uh, Braden Wakeham is in the running for the Golden Boot. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? A lot of people are... Arguing about Desco not being nominated and this kind of thing. A lot of people not understanding what the Golden Boot actually is uh, and what it's awarded for. But uh, under the criteria, Brendan Wakeham, he's really deserved it. Yeah, I mean, the Fiji, oh, I mean, he's been absolutely fantastic for Fiji this year. Uh, it's just, it's just a, like a shock one. A player who's barely played in the top to whip to be in the contention for it. It would be a chalk one in the sense of would he be one of the lowest profile winners? Ah, well, yeah, I think it just goes to show that the the NRL is not the be all and end all of rugby league. There's a lot of rugby league that happens with, around the world, whether it's top grade in developing countries or top grade in countries that have semi pro competitions, or even if it's reserve grade right here, the NRL is not necessarily best of the best. Um, Surely the best will rise and make the NRL uh, eventually, uh, Brendan has. Um, but, you know, what? if you looked at his performances for Fiji over the past 12 months, you compare that to anyone else's performance for their national team, he certainly needs to be in the running. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, though, um, he didn't make the top three. So the, shorter, the short list got cut down shorter and he missed out on the top three. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, so now he's put the name up there. He definitely, I can see him, especially the more that these the Pacific nations play, I can see him being up in the running plenty of times in the near future. Yeah, mm. so now it's, it's now it's between Roger Tulvasa, Sheck, Jared Warrior, Hardgraves, and Siwa Takiyahu. Oh, New Zealand. Tonga, too. Oh, sorry, Siwa Takiyahu. Sorry. <laughs> Tonga, sorry, apologies. Oh, it's almost, ro- I was going to say, the old rooster game. So two from Kiwis and one from Togger. Oh. Uh, two from the Roosters as well. So who would you go with? Rooster. Who would you be your golden boot? I'm going to go with Roger Tulvasa-Shek. Yep. I don't know, he's just a freak. Every time he plays in anything, but when he plays for New Zealand, I don't know, he's against what he can do against, like, watching him in Great Britain and all that, I think he would, he would win it for me. Who's yours? Um, I'd probably go with Takiyaho, actually. Takiyaho, okay. What he's, what he's managed to do for Tonga uh, in the last 12 months has been insane. Oh, that's true. His, his stats against Australia was enormous. Yeah. He's a very underrated player. He is. He's, he's a, a key cog in the Roosters premierships and uh been sensational for Tonga. All right, what what else is happening at Belmore, Scott? The Bulldogs, are, well, a lot of the Bulldogs players, especially the younger ones, are back at training, back at that pre 
pre-season training, the torturous pre-season training, eh? <laughs> Back to work for the boys. Uh, hopefully they have a really, really good pre-season uh, and off-season and um, come back bigger and better next year. Lead a, we need a quick start next year. We do. Last couple the... of years, slow starts, hurting us. I think if we have another slow start, pressure might be out on the coach, unfortunately. So I think uh, as a club, we need a really good or a fairly decent start to the season next year. The, uh, the big names, there's more big names becoming, like the new recruits. Uh, Dean Britt hasn't arrived yet, nor Joe Stimson, both of them because they were heavily in the finals campaign this year with their, their old club. And uh, you have Will Hoff and Sierra Katoa going with Tonga. I saw Sierra Katoa, he's actually, I think he's actually in Tonga right now, celebrating with this. this yeah, there's a public holiday coming up, isn't there? Yeah, so he's been celebrating. He's actually been riding in a car for Tom, hanging out of it. So he's very proud. He should be proud of the achievement they've done this year and the last couple of years. But all the big names at the Bulldogs training that include with the youngsters, you've got your Jack Cogger, Jaden Ockenbaugh, Nick Meany, Lachlan Lewis, and Kieran Holland. Who've been snapped. They've had some photos done while they're training, and more to come in the upcoming weeks. And that will round out what's happening at Belmore for this week. All right, so regular listeners throughout this uh, off-season period will uh, know that this is pretty much the time of the week where we've nominated our top five players of all time in each position. Uh, so we've gone through those recordings, and we've got down the list of uh, top 13 by position. Uh, on the field. So you got your list over there, Scotty. I've got my list over here. Before we start it off, uh, it's really interesting because once I went through all my list and jotted down the, the 13 players I had on my team, something that struck me was that if I was to sit down and, and just write down the best ever Bulldogs lineup, I don't think it'd be anywhere near what I've got by going through individual position and nominating them top five wise. Yeah, I was thinking that too when I was joining it down there. The way we're doing the top five wise, I think it's a bit different when you're doing it in the, putting it in the team. Yeah, but we can say that. Yeah. We've got two interesting teams, mm-hmm. uh, your team and my team. Uh, how do you want to do this? Do you want to um, run for your team first or run for my team? Or I don't think position by position probably won't work in this situation. I'll run through my team. Yep, cool. Seeing I made, I stumbled this one across your team. Well, I'm prepared for this, and you've actually prepared nicely. And then we'll have a chat about my team, and then we'll do the same for your team. We'll have a few, like a few questions. Let's go for it. Okay, so my team. So like you said, with the top five, this is how they've appeared. So the when the two positions is the top two, the positions will have two of the same position. So my fullback is Les Johns. The wings are Hasmol Masri and Matt Utai. The centres are Josh Morris and Chris Mortimer. Five outs, Terry Lamb. Halfbacks, Steve Mortimer. The two props are Jeff Robson, Steve Price. The hook is George Proponis. The second row is the Steve Folks and Josh Jackson. At lock is Travis Norton. That's my best friend in the Bulldogs, according to me. <laughs> according yeah, to me, I'll say that. According to myself, that's the best friend. Going, going through position by position. It is interesting seeing these, these uh, written down in team format. Um, but yeah, what do you want to talk about? We've talked about well, extensively each individual player. I just more when you 
grab a team of this caliber? Yeah. How, like, how do you announce the captain? Like, <laughs> the thirteen, like, just this, this a silly question. Like, you've seen Steve Price captain and Josh Jackson recently, but then you've got legendary players like Terry Lawler, Terry Lawler. Terry Lord of my sorry. What a player that would be. I've combined the two. The perfect player, the perfect heart, Terry Lord of um, Terry Lamb, Steve Lord of the Yeah, so like, I was thinking today, if I had to give my captain out of my 13, it might be a bit yeah. controversial, but I don't have to give it to Josh Jackson. <laughs> That'd be extremely con- controversial. I just, I just love, I think. But yeah, you just you've got great players and yeah, going for your team. I have, to give, I have to give Captain C the Mortimer with Flash Captain Talia. I leave us both folksy and pricey above Jackson as captain. I've got Jack A as <laughs> my captain. I just just love Josh Jackson and I think he's I know I think I think he's an exceptional captain. I've so much so that I'm. I would name him my captain, but I'm up for debate. <laughs> captain. I'm well, you, led the, you led the team well in 2019. Yeah, and that, that well, then I'm happy to give him captain. All righty. Do you want to go for my team? Yeah, read it out. All right, a fullback have got Stan Cutler. The wingers are Hazard of El and Chris Anderson. The centres are Josh Morris and Andrew Farrer. The halves are Terry Lamb and Steve Mortimer. Up front, Marco Mealy with Jeff Robson. Jason Hebrington's the hooker. In the second row, I've got Frank Pritchard, David Gillespie, and Paul Agnick. That's a... So, I'm just... I don't know. I was just looking... Our forwards are almost different. <laughs> it's just apart from Jeff Robson. Yeah. But I would have had eight with the Everman 10. Like, apart from that, like, if we take him out of the inclusion for both of us, I want to see who wins the battle. <laughs> I think my pack is a bit um, bigger than yours. Yeah, but my pack's more mobile. So merely Robson, Pritchard, Gillespie, Langback up against Robson, Price, Folks, Jackson, and Norton. Depend, <laughs> depend on conditions, which forward pack. <laughs> I'll tell you, wet, I'll say wet day. A wet day is you, but I reckon I got I got you on a nice sunny Sunday afternoon. With some ball <laughs> movement. I think I've got the ball movement pack, the mobile ones. Yeah, looking at the outside backs, I think we pretty much cancel each other out. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, some of the outside backs almost, we've got Imagery and Morris together. Yeah. I mean, they're probably playing on the opposite side of the field. I imagine being, being Hazlum being a right winger for his whole career, and Josh Morris being a left centre. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, what we're going to actually do, if we, after a few a few days after the uh, post, the post is we'll have this over the social media sites, with the top 13 of both of us, and we can have a bit of a debate on whose top 13 would win in a game. <laughs> Even though some of them are the same, but it's a bit of fun to see who wins and why. It'd be a close game regardless, I think. Oh, you'd hope so. If it's not close, one of us has done a job, uh, job <laughs> doing the research. So, but yeah, we'll have some fun. We'll post it maybe early next week just to we'll, we'll think. But if you're listening to the podcast and you want to make a comment early, just... Tweet us like usual or Instagram us and see who wins and why. Alrighty, so that comes, that's a completion of our top fives in each individual position and the team that's the result of those top fives. Um, yeah. 
let us know what you think. Continuing with those positions, we are going to look. We're looking now into the future, not from the best that we've posted the first video for the summer of the position awards. Where our position, where who you think is going to be the positions, and then we start off with the fullbacks. Uh, Matthew, who you got a fullback in 2020? You're the coach. Who's the fullback? Josh Jackson. Thank you. <laughs> fullback. He wasn't even nominated. <laughs> nah, I, was, uh, I think it'd be very hard to go past Dallin with Telly Zalesliak. I think he's easily the first choice fullback. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, so far we've counted the votes. So I, I think everyone's with you, but the people. It's open until Saturday, 12 p.m. The votes this Saturday. Um, you've got Dallin Mutemi, Zalesniak. You've got Will Hopperwadi. You have Nick Meany. Saturday the 17th. Morgan Harper. Yes, yeah, Saturday the 17th. In case and, people uh, are listening late. <laughs> yeah, Saturday the 17th. Yeah, good good point. A lot of our listeners come in a bit later. But yeah, like I said, we've got Dallin, uh, Hopperwadi, Meany, uh, Holland, and Morgan Harper up for the fullback. <laughs> Let us know, and we'll post the results on Monday afternoon, which would be the 19th, <laughs> before we jump into the wingers. Who's your fullback? Oh, I've got Dallin. We're telling you this. How can you go past him? Yeah. Uh, oh. But I'm just excited to go to the wingers. I reckon the wingers might bring up some controversy. Like, we might have a few different runs where we have to count the votes. And these are both on Twitter and Instagram, so the teams will be different if the votes get different. <laughs> So, let me say, the teams will be different, and once a player has been selected, they cannot, obviously, be eligible for any other positions, and players can be eligible for multiple positions. As long as they're not selected. Yeah, as long as they're not selected, that they can be eligible. So, we've got, like, you've got people like Kieran Holland and Morgan Harper there, both preferable centres, but yeah. they've tossed up. I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll pop up again later if they are not selected at fullback. I think it's the best way of doing it, but... um. It makes it a bit different for the positions that have multiple spots in the field, doesn't it? Yeah. Some people I mean, might hold off on voting a certain player to, let's say, 5-8 because they want them as a halfback, and that may cost a player a position in the team if enough people hold off and vote in different different ways. Yeah, I mean, you're thinking a lot into the, the votes, but yeah, it was something, it's, it's a fun way just to kill some time in the off-season. It takes... Usually we open it for a couple of days and post it, and we post a new one a couple of days after and try to get rid of the team. Um, yeah, you're right with the people trying to hold off because they want him to be half, like you said, half of the five eight in similar positions. But uh, it'll be interesting now with no current foreign at the, at the team, so he won't be up for grabs. You can't yep. select him. So it'll be interesting to see who they're going to vote for. But yeah, we'll we'll post them and then because this see is for round, this is for round one, isn't it? Yes, correct. You're all round one starting team. What That's do you right. want to see the Bulldogs look like for, for the entire, like, preferably for the entire season, but yeah, for starting in round one? Fair enough. Um, should we move on to Rugby League World? We shall move on to Rugby League World. Well, I believe today's the day that the Toronto Wolfpack officially <laughs> unveils Sonny Bill Williams at a press conference. So that will be a, a big moment for or for the Toronto Wolfpack, for Rugby League in Canada, as well as Rugby League in the UK. Yeah, it's going to be massive, the dual international yep. Rugby World Cup winner, two-time NRL Grand Final winner. Comes yeah. a bit of status. His, his name's 
difference, I guess, Sonny Bill Williams. He's he's got a bit of personality. I suppose he's got the image as a cool guy. He's selling all the box, ticking all the boxes. Yeah, I think he's, he's got the he's got the image that could really sell in Canada and the USA, those North American markets. I reckon uh, yeah, could be a, could be a really big thing for the game. Uh, coming up this weekend, Saturday night, PNG versus GB. Great Britain, uh, yeah. yeah, Great Britain finish off their tour uh, with the game in Port Moresby. Um, so far, they're none from free. Deary, deary, dear. What? It's been a bit of a disaster. This whole Great Britain revival, hasn't it? It's been horrendous. Not just um, not just on the field, but the play has been pretty. Oh, it's boring, the Lions, Great Britain. They've played some yeah. boring football, some not-so-great football. But off the field, the whole branding and marketing behind it's been pretty pretty shit. That's a nice reckoning. Yeah, I'll touch up. Like, I don't know. I just, I actually was a bit excited in the sense of like looking at the players who were playing for Great Britain and how they had the pool to pick out of them. But they are... I don't know, there's not... I don't know, they didn't even look anywhere close last week. They haven't looked good all quarterman. Nah. Um, it's, just, it's a weird one. Like, Great Britain could add so much to rugby league if done correctly, but the way it's panned out, the way they've, they've sold this to the public, uh, it was very last minute. It was only announced a year before it happened. Then... Um, or like you know the channels that are talking about it on your social media are the same channel as the RFL, so uh, there's no like separate identity there. And then mm. the team selection they picked England plus a couple Australians plus um, I think there's one representative of each of the other home nations. And, uh, I was gonna say classic English sports picking anyone but their own. Well, great. Yeah, so I think it's just, to, to be honest, I think it's just turned out to be a wasted year for the RFL, and they would have been much better off um, just having an England tour. Yeah, or even just having them versing each other in the European thing at the end of the year. Yeah. Is there a lack of pride in Great Britain? Seems that way when you watch them play, there's not much passion going on on the field, is there? No, like when they play for England, when because predominantly they're under English, most of them yeah. will play for Eng- English. Play, they look, they've got pride in them. They're passionate. They, you know, when they sing the "God Save the Queen," it's done. It's bellowed. It's they lean back. It's they carry a lot of pride in that white jersey. And sometimes they pushed Australia and uh, in recent years and New Zealand. To the very, very limit, and they don't even look close. Great Britain well, they, look close doing they that. Beat, they beat New Zealand in a free game test series last year 2 1. Yes, that's correct. And earlier that year, they beat them again at the Denver test. And I don't know, to me, it just feels like it's a wasted year for England because it's done nothing to help them prepare for the next World Cup. If anything, it's probably held them back. It's done nothing yeah. for Scotland, Ireland, or Wales. Um, with Ireland, Scotland just qualified for the World Cup recently as well. Because you did see. Um, hey? I, did, I was following up on that. Sorry, I was just like, I saw it, yeah. I was yeah, going um, to mention it. 
And uh, well, while we're on World Cup qualification, there's only one spot left, Scotty, because Greece have qualified for their first ever Rugby League World Cup. So congratulations to everyone involved in Greece Rugby League. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Steve Gorgianis is the head coach for Greece Rugby League. Um, the... And obviously they've had to to fight a lot just to keep the game alive in Greece because of political stuff happening on the ground over there. Uh, It was spread around social media quite extensively last year. But yeah, they they can't play games in their home country because they'll be shut down by the police. Um, They have to play domestic club games at midnight so the games don't get stopped. Uh, It's just a really sad situation over in Greece. But yes. hopefully, this qualification for the World Cup can uh, be a catalyst for the uh, Greek Rugby League Association over there to be recognised in their home country, which they are recognised by the by International Rugby League, um, and stop all this crap happening. Just so the game can grow. It's crazy. It's just really, yeah. you got to put it, it's just bizarre. Well, the problem stems because the Greek government officially recognises modern pentathlon as the runners of rugby league in the country, which makes no sense. (laughs) I don't know. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like a bit of corruption going on, but hopefully hopefully this this good news for Greece can... um, push them forward as a sport in Greece. Yeah, let's hope so. Fingers crossed for playing the World Cup. The biggest international event for the rugby league. Yeah. Well, you'd imagine with the Greek population in Australia, they'd have a lot of support as well. There'd be a lot of oh, rugby yeah, league definitely. fans out there that are Greek, so... Definitely. They might actually have a, a big portion of those fans also being Bulldogs fans, so... I think you're, I think you're spot on. <laughs> I think um, and there's one more qualifier to happen, Scotty. The USA versus Cook Islands game is coming up. Uh, the winner of that will be the last team into the World Cup. Who have you got? I think the Cooks are going to win it. That's a shame because I like the US team the last few World Cups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, they should have been Jamaica, shouldn't they? <laughs> as good as the Jamaican story has been. Uh, that was a real missed opportunity for the USA. And now they come up against a really strong Cook Islands team. Um, I don't think it'll be easy for the Cook Islands, and you never know what could happen. Home ground advantage in Jacksonville for the US. Uh, uh, and funny things can happen. Funny things happen right. in sport and rugby league in particular. It's, it's, a, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because like, if you want rugby league to grow, you want USA as part of the World Cup. Um, exactly. But at the same time... I've got a soft spot for the Cook Islands as well, so... I, I think you've got a soft spot for Brad Takarangi. That's what I think it is. <laughs> uh, just saying. Just putting that out there. Alrighty, I think we'll wrap it up, Rugby League World, for this week, yep. Scotty. I just want to, before we finish the show, for anyone who wants to comment on our social media pages or whatever, if you want anything discussed in the podcast, just let us know. In the off-season, we can have a bit of fun. A bit, a little bit less to talk about. We can talk about any anything. Just give us a suggestion, eh? Sounds good. What are those channels, Scotty? You, you've obviously our Twitter account. I think it's 
fantastic, and I think it's getting better all the time. If I say so myself, that's. <laughs> what I think it's getting better. I'm giving it a rap because I think the uh, the video content, the uh, I don't know, the replies to people, and I don't know the way. I don't know. I just like the work we've been doing as a team. I think it's a team effort. That's. I think it's getting strength to strength, and we're always looking to improve. Yep, always. So yeah, I think that's where it's going well. You can you follow us and uh, tweet us at NRL Bulldogs fans. Also got the Instagram one, which I'm still learning how to run. So keep it with us if it's not the best Instagram. And you can get us at NRL Bulldogs underscore fans. A big thing, NRL Bulldogs underscore fans. A bit different to our Twitter account. Yep. And then you've got the Gmail at NRL Bulldogs dot fans at gmail dot com. So email us. Absolutely, that sounds good. All right, guys, until next week. Bye. See ya.